Good morning and welcome to this next episode of 49 Plus, which I do realise has slowed down a little bit for various reasons. So this is an attempt just to get things, I was going to say back on track, but I don't know about that. So context right now is driving away from the new house. So it still feels very new house to us Um, on the way to work and I guess even though I have been into work last week and bits over the summer um, this feels like it's the kind of back to work day after the long break because it's also the day that Freya's just started at her school so as of about an hour ago she is at her new school tomorrow Connie will go back to her school to back into year one so now Connie will be in year one and Freya is now in year seven at secondary school so quite a big day for Freya but she's a bit anxious about going in understandably uh, some of her own friends old friends from her primary school going with her uh, so hopefully all will be good um, and I think as I mentioned in a very early episode I believe entitled transitions it's just a banana, something like that. Uh, was talking a bit about her preparing to go in for over the summer, and now she, that starts. So today marks really the end of our summer. Um, but what a summer it's been! Quite a dramatic one for us. Quite a big change. So we started it in Tudor Gables, the old house, the old flat, just up the road, um, and we're now in. In fact, we started it there, and that that same day, the first day, the first full day of their summer holidays. 20th of July, um, we were moving uh, to the new house, got Ziggy in the morning, got the keys to the new house in the afternoon and we've been there since with, as you remember perhaps, there were a few days of back and forth at the beginning of the summer breaks, that was in late July. It was late July, we had the very warm weather so we're very pleased with the new house, with the garden. So I'm using this opportunity, this, this podcast, you'll have to indulge me because I made a little bit of just, oh, reminiscing over the summer. But, but things to be grateful for, because this time of year for me, a bit like Freya having anxiety going back to school, I have traditionally have had lots of anxiety, probably back in the day going back to school, and over the years going back to work, uh, academic when you have a break from work, or even over, the, over winter or any time when you have a bit of time away from work, you come back in, I start feeling as, oh, I get anxious about it all. This time last year in particular, I remember, late August, just approaching the end of September, was when I was getting very anxious. And what I'm trying to do then this year is, is manage that better. Um, me recording these bits like a diary will be part of that, because I was recording an audio diary last year, just for my own, let's use the word, benefit. Uh, this time I'm doing it on the podcast machine, uh, maybe speaking in a way which feels a little bit more radio-like, as though somebody may eventually be listening. And I know I have at least one key listener, so that's really important. Um, so, and I'm hopeful there will be others in due course, perhaps. So, yeah, so I get anxious about these opportunities, at these times when I look back over the summer, which, yes, does feel to have gone very quickly, but so much has happened. So we've got a dog, uh, Ziggy, he's been with us now, and we just walked in this morning. So once Freya went off to school with Rachel, Rachel walked her to school, about 15 minute walk to her new school. Because Connie doesn't start until tomorrow, we used that chance to just go and walk Ziggy. 
So that was a good half hour walk, and that was fun. That was good, interesting, important, fun, important for my well-being, that kind of stuff. Now it's the drive to work, and this yabba 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 will be me just managing this drive to work and stopping my head just going too much in terms of all the things I need to be doing, all the things I feel as though I should have been doing, possibly haven't been doing, and so on and so forth. Managing all those different bits. Um, yeah, so the summer we had a house move. We then, um, what did we do? The beginning, very beginning of August. I just can't remember some of the things there. It wasn't until the 8th of August we went on holiday. Uh, and that, I, I really enjoy holidays when we have them. And it's particularly when you look back at them and you realise how much you really appreciated having them. So it was a really lovely holiday, a week away in France. Um, fantastic, just so enjoyable. Having the car, driving, visiting Carcassonne, having the pool, swimming in a lake, swimming in the sea, swimming in a river, food, wine. It was just wonderful. And the kids were amazing. And Rachel's dad looking after Ziggy. Fantastic. The day after we got back from there, we then went to friend's 50th birthday, the camping overnight. That was an experience. Glad we did it. Uh, we had uh, people awake in the night, ready for away in the... Freya awake in the night, went to the toilet, it was raining outside, Ziggy weighing in the tent, but everyone did really well, Connie did really well her first time in the tent, and great to see Ashley, who I'd not seen for 20 odd, 20 odd pups, even nearer 30 years, no, 20 odd years, um, yeah, nearer 30 years possibly, so that was then middle of late August, and uh, we had our housewarming party, that was a little over a week ago, week, little over a week ago. That was great. We've had some barbecues. Uh, just, just been great. Some days out just yesterday. So yesterday was our final day all together before fair back at school. Um, we had a lovely day. So we drove over to Alexandra Palace and Alexandra Palace Park. So they have a play area there. There's a boating lake. Um, we had a bit of lunch next to that. Walking around it with Ziggy. All, all very pleasant. Very nice. Um, so that was... So we've had a lovely time. But again, we're just looking forward to the weekend. Doing nice things. And just try not to get too anxious about work. So, that brings us back to work. Uh, oh, another important thing, actually, that happened just last weekend. Uh, well, on the Friday, um, would have been... I now realise I've come this way to... I've done this now without thinking about this. Uh, sorry, I've come away again where I know this road ahead is, is closed... But I've come away when I'm meant to go a different way and I've just gone back into automatic pilot and just, just driving along the way I would normally drive and I know there's a road close up here thanks to HS2. Um, so I'll need to do a bit of a diversion. But it's funny, I go straight back into automatic pilot, going along, not thinking where I'm going, and I only realise, ah, that road's closed, of course. Um, so yes, what happened last um, Friday, so the end of August, was Piers... Piers's, should we say Piers's, 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 last, um, I think I'm going down this way. Am I? No, I'm getting confused, so I'm getting confused where the heck I am now. I went from automatic pilot, and now I've gone into, I'm confused where I am. So I don't know if I have to turn around again now. Let me see, let's try and just go with the flow and see where I've gone. Um... So it was Piers's last day before retirement. So he retired 
on Friday. Well, effectively, Saturday was his his last day of, of being employed, 31st of August. But it was a Saturday. Uh, thir- Friday would have been his last day, weekday. Thursday, the day before that, was his final day in the office. But Friday was a day we had a meeting set aside, arranged in the afternoon uh, in London, at a place called Wallace Space. Um, and then in the evening, a gathering, a kind of alumni of the students on the course that we teach together. And uh, that was also effectively a kind of an event to mark Piers' retirement. Um, so that was important, and that was, in, in a, again, I think, fun and interesting, all worked well. I think he appreciated it, others appreciated it, and so on. And now I don't know where the heck I am. Do I go, I've got a giveaway now. Do I go left or right? Can't flip a coin. There's a car in front. I'm going to go the opposite way he goes, because he's going very slow. He's gone left. I'm going to go right in the hope. I know I've got some idea where I'm going. Um... So he seemed to appreciate it. That all worked well. Um, so, and then actually saw Piers on the Saturday because we, he very kindly actually paid for us both to go. He's got us both tickets because uh, I was quite keen to get along to the SOMA, which is the Science and Magic Association Summer Seminar. Now, again, I don't know where I am here. I'm going to try going left here now. Um... Where on earth am I here? And I'm going to go right. As a Smith's property maintenance van goes past. I'll follow the Smith's property maintenance van. I just don't know. I've come, I've come down a wrong road, having off more automatic pilots and not know where I am. I'm going about White Heath Junior School. I've never even heard of that school. I've never been down these roads before. Oh, my goodness me. So, so I don't know. Eventually, when it's a point, we go, oh, okay, I realise where I am, I hope. Um... So that was on so the Saturday of the Science and Magic Association Summer Seminar. A bit of alliteration for you there. That was at the Welcome Building. So that's where this Science and Magic Association, um, what's it called, exhibition been going on all summer. Um, and in fact, that stopped very soon, I think, in a couple of weeks' time. And in fact, the previous week before that, when my mum and dad were down, so they came down to visit, which is lovely. Uh, it was at the same time as our housewarming. So I'm going to have the choice again along here, left or right. Oh, I've now come up a road. I'm meant to turn down. This is ridiculous. I'm now back along the road. I'm meant to turn, so I've come completely the wrong way here. This is going to be a ridiculously long way I'm going to go to work now. I'm now back on the road. I meant to turn off. I turned off before, and by turning several wrong turns, I'm back on it. I don't need to be off it because there's a road closed up here. Right, I'll try again. Um, I think I've got nowhere I can go if I turn right up here, I believe. So, Science and Magic Association, Science and Magic Association from now on known as SOMA. Um, so, that I went along to so Mum and Dad came down last weekend, not the week, last weekend, the weekend before, for the housewarming party and for a few days. They, um, so it's now saying diversion ends. It is closed down there. So I'm getting confused here. No, it is closed, yeah, that is closed. So I've got to do a diversion going around this way. Um, I do apologise for this. Folks, anybody's listening, Dad, you're the one person listening to this, so um, if you're still sticking with it, uh, it's because I'm just having to keep thinking where I'm going. Um, so Science and Magic Association seminar, last week, a week before Mum and Dad, that was nice. We went along to the SOMA exhibition with them, which was nice. I think I enjoyed that. I was quite keen particularly for my dad to come along 
uh, because it was he that I was showing tricks to as a kid and always wanted to show him how he did them. He wants to know how. Um, I think it was a bit of that going on again from my dad on, on the seminar, the uh, exhibition, because as part of that, they do reveal some secrets. Uh, and Dad's one of these people who likes to not know how things are done. Um, more about that in a second when we talk about the seminar. So that, that was fun, that was interesting. Um, so just last week on the Saturday they had this half day seminar which Piers and I went to. Uh, again about five or six different presentations there. I guess the main one to focus on now would have been the one by Gustav Kuhn who was one of the people very centrally involved with the exhibition. He is a co-founder of the Science and Magic Association. So, and he was using his presentation to talk through the um, you know, impact of exposure of magic tricks on people's appreciation of magic. With the argument that actually, rather than detracting from people's appreciation of how magic works, it could actually Im- increase it. It could make people more interested in magic and so on. Um, and that's something because Gustav has been facing, I think, a little bit of um, wrangling with the Magic Circle um, because as part of their membership rules is you would sign a declaration. Oh, goodness me, I thought a guy was turning into the left there and he wasn't. Oh, my goodness, it's now going to be all a little bit busy along here. This is all going to be rather busy. So now we've got a van reversing towards us because, of course, it's now a bit of a road which we've all been diverted down which is basically single lane at some point. And breathe. Back to work, folks. That's what it feels like, back to work, negotiating traffic. But only really because um, roads closed and I'm not able to go on automatic pilot. I was an automatic pilot and now I'm just having to think about it. So, back to Gustav. Him being possibly having to... Uh, resign or may even be expelled or asked to resign from the magic circle due to the argument that the exhibition oh goodness me this is going to work again kidding me I've got to reverse back again now I'm now reversing back up a road because this car's coming the other way I'm not going to damage the car is this going to work if I go in there Still reversing, folks, still reversing. Right, I'm going to sit here for a bit now. Oh, must remember tomorrow to drive a different way. Not coming down this way again. So here I can go now. Um, Yes, so he was in wranglings, but it's not clear. I think maybe this week. So a bit of a still watch this space in terms of whether or not... I I think they've agreed, basically, that they've ruled that it has indeed broken the rules of membership because they have a very clear written rule about exposure and anything like an exhibition or indeed probably anything where it's part of your presentations or speaking about it, you, you include some kind of revealing some secrets of magic such as misdirection or particular techniques, which is what he does do. Um, he would argue that their rules are too fixed. Um, and so on. But uh, so anyway, we'll see how that develops. So his presentation was quite interesting because he does has, they have collected some data from people who've been at the exhibition to ask them about uh, how do they feel attending the exhibition 
has affected their appreciation of magic. And by and large, he was showing data to suggest that far from it reducing it, it tends to, if anything, increase it. So that was quite interesting. There were a few other interesting presentations as well. Um, top of your head, can't think of them. Uh, but they were good. Enjoyed it. I think Piers enjoyed it too. So that was last. That was on Saturday. Um, so saying that was all really. So that was kind of marked the end of Piers being an employee at the university. So this week is also an unusual one because now it'll be my first time back in the office with Piers not being there because uh, we have worked closely over the years. I think particularly it's a challenge for Piers to uh, to be working towards retirement. So he's been someone who's very much work has been his life for his adult life. Um, so and he can and he in, intend to continue working in different ways. I think his way of framing it would be doing more work of choice and less work of what he feels he has to do, um, which I would argue the sooner we can get to that and not have to wait to retirement for that would be really what we're probably aiming for, I guess. As I go past a little bit about HS2 and there is a the camping on the side of the road, a big campaign to try and stop them. I know as, it, as we speak there is still discussions on how much... Um, they'll continue with it but given they've started it I'd have thought it's, you just continue don't you do you not otherwise what else do you do all the work you've started I don't know um, so there's that so first in the office without peers there so we will continue to see him in different ways so he won't be in today I believe he did show his face yesterday on the Monday because he was still transferring stuff out of the office he had lots of books in the office so he was transferring those out bit by bit um, on a Wednesday, each week at the university, we have something called a well-being walk. So uh, that's something that they've started earlier this year. It's continued every Wednesday, even over the summer. I'm assuming not very well attended over the summer. But I think as it returns and continues in September, and particularly as you get through academic, um, so the academic year, is that will continue on a Wednesday lunchtime. And I'm very keen to be part of that and support it. So my intention at this stage is to be in the university regularly on a Wednesday and be at that walk as much as possible whenever I'm there. I think Piers will also try to attend that. So again, even though he's not a member of staff, he'll tend to come along to the walk. It's a walk around the Rye in High Wycombe, which is a nice little walk. Nice chance for us to meet up regularly. Um, for, for me, particularly, it's important to be promoting and supporting, let's use it, a well-being initiative at the university. And this comes back to one thing I'm quite keen to have as a focus over the coming months and indeed beyond that will be to have greater involvement with the university's Centre for Human Performance, Exercise and Wellbeing. And I guess in my head, more than just having more involvement with, in time, having quite a lot of a leading role perhaps, trying to take some direction of where it might want to go how we get more involved with the well-being side of it in particular um, and that's only really because the human performance side of it is really in the context of what they would call this human performance laboratory and they see that very much say they the university would regard that in the context of sporting athletic performance physical performance uh, but i think there's opportunity to broaden that out to other types of human performance even we, we often talk about in positive psychology of optimal human performance, performing at one's best in whatever one is doing. 
and that's not just sports. So maybe in exploring ways in which we can broaden this idea of human performance, even perhaps even performing arts, because again, another part of the university has elements that focus on um, some degree of performing arts and dance is another part of it. Again, these are all not usually part of the human performance lab and part of that centre, but I'd like to look at ways in which we bring all that together in different ways. Um, so that's something to plan over the next few months, again, at least within the kind of lifespan of this podcast, which at this point in time, I'm, I'm keen at least to take up until my 50th birthday. Hopefully it won't dwindle away to nothing before then. So that's up until June of 2020. Um, whether it'll continue beyond that, we shall see. We'll see when I'll be bothered because I can easily lose interest in these things. In fact, it's interesting because just by recording this, I'm just finding myself exploring these kinds of ideas that otherwise I'd be sitting, driving along, listening to music, pondering things, perhaps trying to make a phone call with somebody. Um, and it's useful for me just to kind of offload some of these ideas. Uh, and so that's one big change. It's the post-Piers era, but he will continue in different ways. So, for example, at the very least, he will continue as a supervisor for, I think, possibly four, if not five, PhD students. So he's acting on their supervisory teams. Um, for at least two of those students, up until the end of last week, end of last month, he would have been the first supervisor, the primary supervisor, I believe now that needs to change. He can't continue as first supervisor. One implication for me is that there's one student for whom I'm currently the third supervisor, although effectively acting as a second supervisor, I think now that will change that I will become her first supervisor. Which is kind of interesting. And that's a project exploring autism and well-being. So I think I've mentioned that on an earlier podcast. So maybe more about that in due course. Um, another way in which peers will continue to be involved will be through our work with an organisation called Strengthscope. Again, I think I've possibly mentioned it before on the podcast. In case I haven't, Strengthscope is a... Um, well, you can look it up by going to strengthscope.com. But effectively, they're a company and it's a, they have a tool, an assessment measure, which allows one to... Well, first of all, to me- explore one's own strengths and have a better understanding of awareness of one's own strengths. But their approach is very much about helping people interpret that, um, that um, out- output, that assessment, and supporting and coaching them with how one then uses that, understanding, better understanding of our own strengths, to apply that in a working context, life in general. How, how can we sort of be at our best? And the argument being, if we better understand our strengths, find ways of working to our strengths, working more in the context of our strengths, things that energise us, things that we enjoy doing, things that we're potentially particularly good at. The more we can do that, the more we can probably be enjoying our work and be more productive, more effective and so on. So over the last couple of years, we've made connections with Scope. That led to, earlier this year, arranging some accreditation training for our students, including myself and another colleague, Kerry, um, following that, in July, another five members of the university staff have done the same training with Strengthscope, including peers. And the idea now is over this coming year to 18 months, Strengthscope will be one way in which our director of HR is quite keen to um, 
I'm going to say engineer, but no, support, nurture, encourage a culture change, culture shift in the university towards this kind of strengths-based approach, which will be great for, for, for us in general. Also, it's an opportunity really for the positive psychology in different ways to be fed out across the university. And the director of HR, Alexandra, is very keen for peers to be part of that. Um, so we hopefully we'll see this as an opportunity for positive psychology in the context of strengths-based work to be supporting our kind of HR initiatives. So that'd be quite exciting. An opportunity for me kind of get involved in some of those wider activities. Uh, as it stands, both peers and I are due to do the next stage of strengths group accreditation um, later this month. So in the first stage, you do two-day training and then you become an accredited strength scope practitioner. Um, you then can do another day's training on what's called strength scope team, another day's training on strength scope leader, um, and that means you become what's called a strength scope, in quotes, master, um, as in you're kind of supposedly proficient in all these different areas. Having said that, neither of us have, have had that experience of, of working with it we're just very familiar with working with strengths-based work in general. Up until today, we assumed, or I assumed, and indeed our HR folks assumed, that being a strength scope in quotes, master, means if you then want to do accreditation training for other people, you can lead that, you can lead that uh, training. We're now being led to believe that's not the case. So whether or not that has an impact on whether or not peers and I do this extra training, I don't know. My current gut feeling is it will still happen whether or not we train others, I still think it's valuable for us to do the training and because the director of HR would like us to work with our, our leadership teams at the university, which again, very keen to do so. And it'd be nice to do that with peers, that'd be another form of peers post-retirement work. He will supposedly get paid for that, um, but we'll see what rate he gets paid at. I think there's some agreement he will be paid some kind of associate lecturer work to do that. So, all that is me saying Piers will continue to be involved in different ways. I'll continue to work with him. Uh, the interesting thing, we'll see how it'll pan out. So he's not still working, in quotes, full time, but also he's a kind of person who, traditionally, his work would have been at the office. He's, ne he's up until recently, he's not really had a home office, or if it has, it's not been really workable in. He doesn't have Wi-Fi at home or broadband access. Um, he would always leave his laptop at work and come in to do the work at work, even if it's at a weekend. Um, well, that's very different for me, whereas, as a rule, I'll only come into the office if I really need to be in there. So we'll see again how that develops over the coming weeks, months, and indeed years. Um, just then, to see what I'm up to, how long I've been yabbering away, probably about 20 or so minutes. Let's see if we can just, yeah, oh, 27 minutes, goodness me. I think it's almost time to wrap up. Just to say then, um, so one intention, so it's nice to sort of set these intentions, um, because it's very easy for me to now be drawn back into the ought, musts and shoulds. What guides me over the coming weeks is things I have to do, things that we have to do, which is marking, because your dissertation's been submitted last week, so marking will start being on the agenda of things to be done. Um, there will be well, graduation on Thursday, which actually is quite a pleasant thing to be part of, and just attend, that's, that's a nice thing to do. So I need to be in the university on, on Thursday this week. I'm actually going to be ushering as part of graduation tomorrow. First time I've done that, so I felt, I'm using the word obliged, to offer my services to be part of, they're always looking for people to be ushers. 
Excuse me. So we have graduation today, tomorrow and Thursday, and I think Friday. So I've signed up for a slot on Wednesday afternoon to Usher. That's guiding parents and students around where they need to go. Um, so that will be mildly interesting, to say the least. I don't know. Perhaps an opportunity to do something. I don't know. Be mindful, if nothing else. Um, so my point was going to be, I'm then going to plan to be in the university on a fairly regular basis as much as possible on Wednesday, all things being equal. Therefore, attending the well-being walk, being part of that. Um, and then on a Wednesday afternoon to see if we can set up some regular or semi-regular activities, such some kind of meetings that would perhaps in due course form part of the centre. Um, maybe in due course having a seminar series that could be part of the centre, at least in the short term having positive psychology kind of group or research meetings on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, and maybe even again, this is something I might explore today if I manage to go over to the front room. So again, if I've not mentioned it before, and if I have, forgive me if I say it again, the front room is a coffee shop that's in High Wycombe, about a five minute walk from the university. Nice coffee, nice place to sit and work, like doing marking quietly. Um, lovely person who runs it. She's actually one of the university's students, not one of our own psychology students, she's actually a dance student. Her name's Lauren. Uh, she sets it up and runs it whilst being a student, and she's, you know, it's really nice feel to the place, very keen to support what she's doing, and we had thoughts that we might then set up some early evening meetings, talks, um, groups or something, to maybe kind of get positive psychology out to the wider, a reach out type activity. Um, I know Kerry's had some thoughts about that, I suspect Genevieve would be probably on for it as well, support to be part of it. Uh, perhaps Lee, who I've not mentioned yet, I'll come to Lee in a second. Um, We'll all be part of it. So I'm thinking I belong something like, because it's called the front room, we could have sessions called something like Room to Think. So early evenings on a Wednesday evening, uh, on a every Wednesday or one Wednesday a month, where we have a little Room to Think session, which is about positive psychology. It could be about psychology of luck, which is obviously one of my interests. Um, we could do other bits and pieces, invite speakers, something that could be interesting for fellow staff but also a wider audience. That's something quite, as I talk about it, that kind of energises interest me. If I find myself going to the front room today, I shall re-mention it, start suggesting some dates and work towards that. So the idea being that High Wycombe being a day, a day Wednesday being a day I'll be in High Wycombe and doing various things, various initiatives, various activities, we'll see how that goes. So I mentioned Lee then. So Lee really is the person who is stepping into the shoes of peers. So Lee isn't a replacement for peers. So peers up until resigning and leaving was a reader in psychology, uh, which again would be a step towards professor, so a, a more senior research role. So that would be something I would be aspiring to, although they've now renamed these or rebranded these things as associate professor it's more than just rebranding but again those kinds of roles now associate professor and back in the day I was an associate professor How, you know if we cast our minds back to 2005 I think it was so that's 14 years ago between 2005 and 2009 I was an associate professor at Liverpool Hope more about that another time because I want to wrap this up if I can uh, but that's what Piers was he was a reader 
whereas I'm a senior lecturer, so he was kind of one, he was slightly, a bit of, slightly above me in terms of the kind of academic framework. Um, but that's something I aspire to, readership, or rather associate professor. P- um, Lee is actually coming in as a kind of beginning lecturer, though in actual fact, the post they've appointed him on is something called a graduate teaching associate, which really is, it, it, it's, it, it's, not, it, it's lecturer, but they're paying slightly less than lecturer. I think the idea that would probably flip on and become a lecturer, that would be the natural progression. Um, but it's someone who's beginning, perhaps, in the academic process, perhaps someone who would sign up to do a PhD. Uh, I know P- uh, Lee is very keen to do that. Um, the added dynamic at the moment, so Lee is actually, I'd want to say, a former student on the map. He's actually still a current student, so he's in the latter stage of his dissertation. Um, he hasn't submitted, he's got an extension, he's not going to be submitted now, he's hoping to do it in the coming months. So he's now managing this, you know, lots of other things going on, including house moves and so on. But he'll also complete dissertation over the coming months. Um, and he's also going to be actually, he's now based on Piers' desk. So Piers has cleared it in his, in his trips to and from the office to clear his desk and his, and his books and so on. Lee is now at that desk. So when I go into the office now, it won't be Piers there, it will be Lee. So a change of, of how things, a change of the landscape. And I'm very keen moving forward that we continue to explore our preferred ways of working. Because for me, working in the office isn't something that's conducive to me. It doesn't work well for me. I think it will work, you know, it always worked well for, for, for Piers, apparently. He was quite keen to work, do his work there. It may be for Lee. Uh, I tend to find that if I'm in the office, I'm not getting the things done that I often feel I need to get done. And that's things like the marking, the reading, the email and so on. That kind of work I would need to probably do at home or elsewhere, a coffee shop or somewhere where I'm not being, um, not being distracted. We shall see how it pans out. So with that in mind, I have no idea at this point what this episode is going to be called. Anybody clicking on it will know what it's called. Uh, often it's in the final sentences, go, oh, perhaps I'll call it, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't want to say something now and find myself committing to that. So we'll see if in the next few minutes, while I upload it, or when I upload later today, uh, I come up with a name for this episode. If nothing else, it's a bridging episode as we get back into perhaps as I drive to and from the university. Whilst it won't be happening every day, it probably will be two or three days a week. Uh, We'll see how we manage it. So on that bombshell, on that note, as I drive around the roundabout, about to head down the hill into High Wycombe, uh, part the car. And that's a, see how he's fine when I go around this bit, this little bit of this um, roundabout. So I'm back on to automatic pilot, folks. So since rejoining um, the uh, the route, I haven't really thought about driving at all. I haven't really, it's just been there. Obviously, consciousness or a part of me has been paying attention to it, but not in the front of my active awareness. And as I hit these this, this um, roundabout, I head down the hill. Car park to me, oh, that's the feeling of the that's that's the Groundhog Day feeling. That's why I don't like to do this idea of doing it every day. And I am fortunate and appreciate that I have a job where I don't have to do it. And I think I'm even more effective when I don't treat it as oh, back in doing the same thing as much as possible each day. If I can do something different each day, so probably even as soon as I get into work, I probably will suggest to Lee and or Genevieve if she's in. Anybody else, but particularly Lee. 
Uh, fancy going for a coffee, let's go and do something, have a chat. I, I enjoy that. We can get some work bits done. But sitting at the desk and trying to do stuff on the email doesn't it doesn't thrill me at all. As I know it has to be done. Okay. I'm gonna say bye-bye for now and see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.